Like if Lacey does a weird expression to you, no. we can record that. Well, my expressions are totally normal. I mean, I just didn't want to throw myself under the bus. We have a lot of evidence to the contrary. <laughs> a lot. everyone and welcome to the outpost a podcast about inspired thinking you've made it i'm really glad everybody has made it here today we've got mark we've got Teresa, we've got jared and i'm only asking jared how are you doing today i am doing amazing so excited to be on the podcast super drained from doing uh, musical rehearsals being here and being a new father but i'm so excited to be chatting with you folks <laughs> I was like, when you said you were doing amazing, I was going to say, you're lying, tell them the truth. But you went on. You, I, you did yeah, what you needed to do. It. I'm exactly where I am. <laughs> okay, so let's start with community questions today. Teresa, you've got those for us. Okay. Give so, us our first. Okay, I found a question. Are you ready? We are. Brace yourselves. Is there anything that you haven't done yet that you feel compelled to achieve in the future? Explain. Anything. Does any of us have anything at all that we haven't done yet that we feel <laughs> compelled to do in the future? Anything at all. I am satisfied with life. Lights. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who wants to go first? I'm sure we've all got like 10 things. I'm telling Teresa to go first. Okay, so I mean, always there's a writing project in my brain and November is coming up. November is National Novel Writing Month mm. where you or not you, but people around the, the world uh, will try to knock out 100,000 words in a month. Wow. And uh, it's it's quite an undertaking. And so I've already got a couple of stories rattling around my brain, trying to see if I can crank it out this year. Any tiny storyline you can share? Or just a character or a concept? I mean, they all kind of converge on mythology and how we interact with that and mm. how like mm. I don't want to give too much away because what ends up happening without a doubt is I'll start something and I'll be like this is where it's going and the main character goes nope and <laughs> runs away from you <laughs> and so I just chase it and I mean you nice. guys have that with game development you think this is going to be one thing that happens and you're so excited about this particular instance and then and Mark and comes and changes it <laughs> ah, <laughs> truth. we're just constantly chasing yeah running yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's great. You think you're going to try it this November? Have you done it before? Oh, yeah. I've done it several years. Mm. So, I How mean, fun. I even did it when I had a newborn. So, wow. It is possible to be productive. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't say it was a it good wasn't me. novel. I don't know. <laughs> it was not good, but it was done. Jared, what's something that you still would like to do and accomplish? Um, well, I would love to. Um, so I have this desire to create enough medieval bard music that I could set the stage for every Dungeons and Dragons game that I DM, like for the rest of my life. I, I want to, I have this large bard song EP album yes, in my head. The it. large bard. Do it. <laughs> do and it. I, and I, uh, yeah, it's, they're all rattling around in here, but there is, there is not actively time. Okay. I like it. The large bard series. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> okay. I have like a hundred thousand ideas that I'd like to do. Um, the one that's probably the closest, I think I've mentioned on here before, but it, it always gets a little bit more structure every few months or so as I think about it is 
I have hours of content of me and my grandma when she had Alzheimer's a few years before she died. And a lot of it is little Snapchat videos mm -hmm. um, with filters uh, that were just so fun. And what I've been doing, I've been kind of going through them over time. And what I'd like to do is maybe create an Instagram channel that's specifically for those videos and post them chronologically. Mm -hmm. um, so from, you know, from a few years before she died to a few months before she that's died. Cool. And just to be able to kind of look for myself to see the progression of the Alzheimer's. Um, and how she reacted in video, how she engaged with me over time. Some of them are short form, just 20 second Snapchats. Some of them are like 30 minute conversations that we had. Um, and so kind of a, a chronological series of that. I have, I have pre-titled it uh, Merrily Forgetful. Um, I stole that from, from Lindy, from my mm. sister. Um, her name, my grandma Mary's name is actually Merrily, like M-E-R-R-I-L-Y. Um, and, she, and she had Alzheimer's, so merrily forgetful. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's one of 100,000 ideas that I'd well, like to accomplish. I, I've seen some of those videos, and they're hilarious. And so I would love to be able to go through that whole catalog mm -hmm. in my own time. One of my favorites is I ask her, how are you doing today? And she goes like this, I'm doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The best day. <laughs> Truly. Okay, Mark, uh, you have any, are there any ideas within you still to bring to life? The problem I have is I don't think I'm going to have enough life left to do all the things that I want to do, which is, I think, the premise of the question. Uh, on my short list, <clears throat> aside from Orange Nebula, you know, products that we're developing actively, I'm trying to get time and, and make time and protect my time to write this book. Um and the book premise is just sharing my perspectives about basically all the pain and suffering I've gone through, learning things the hard way and the myths that we tell ourselves, the myths that we believe um, about our creative potential. And so I've started it. I've got, I don't know how many thousand words in, but it's going to probably need a two dozen revisions and some editing from some smart people and i'd love so, to read a book about your pain and suffering uh, yeah well <coughs> you've all been can part i of contribute it. a chapter <laughs> another more one? than one chapter <laughs> yeah. yeah that's one of them i i just feel like i i have a lot um to share there um and i don't know what it's going to be like when it's done which is kind of part of the excitement but that's one thing. Um, and yeah, there's probably stuff that I have rolling around that I, I don't really want to mention yet just because I don't know what form it's going to take eventually. But there, there are multiple year projects stacked up and I look at my birth date and I think maybe, maybe I'm not going to be able to do all of them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully I can. I'm, I'm very motivated and we've got the best group we've ever had. Um, here, so I'm, I'm excited about, you know, those things. Well, I can't, I can't wait to read your novel. I can't wait to read about your pain and suffering, and large bard series. Here we go. We'll just have that play in the background as we. That's right. Can we exactly. have a little bit of that book. coming in right now? I think Justin can probably. There it is. There it is. <laughs> that bard music. I love it. Yes. Oh, I love it. Wow. Thank you, Justin, for throwing that in. You know, Justin actually inspired me to go down that train there was a um long time ago i started uh dungeon mastering because i was uh very unhappy with the uh, dungeon master that i was given as 
to start with. Um, <laughs> and one of the one of the uh, one of the very first people that I started DMing for was was Justin. And Justin brought his guitar, and he would like set the mood as we were playing in different situations, and it would like match the vibe. And it was just so crazy and inspiring, and made me realize that you know people could just make music and it wasn't this weird thing that people in these hollowed halls did that I didn't know how they did it. Like it was actually possible. So inspiring man. J pop for the win. J pop. Okay. Let's go on to the next question. Shall we? Okay. How much of your own life is reflected in your work? Well, (laughs) one of, one of my, I've been doing a lot of work on this recently. I have developed what my three uh, core values as a person are, which I would say are optimism, determination, and snacks. And Rule of three. And I would say those <laughs> permeate everything that I do. Um, if, if I'm on a podcast and I don't mention some sort of snack, if I'm hosting a webinar and I'm not starting by eating and asking people what they're eating – um, it's not being true to you. It's not a, it's not a Lacey J experience if there isn't discussion about snacks. Um, I think most of the community here would know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, I mean, think back to, uh, vindication. We've got, um, Claude, Claude, the, what is it? Claude. A squirrel? Yeah. The sandwich yeah. stealing squirrel. The sandwich stealing squirrels. What's its name? Claude. Claude. I want to You literally just said his name is Claude. <laughs> I wanted to say squad. <laughs> sandwich Claude squad. Hashtag Claude Oh my squad. God. There should be a whole squad 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 of sandwich yeah. stealing squirrels. Oh my God. That's a beautiful. The Claude squad. Yes. It's so. A, it's a new pet. So yeah. I, treacherous pet. I think that, that a lot of my, my personality and my life permeates into, into my work personally. What do you think, Teresa? About my own or yours? <laughs> <laughs> yours. No, honestly, I think it does. Like, I will, I mean, I, I catalog all these experiences that happen to me on a regular basis, and I'll slide little bits into everything I write and kind of change enough of the things, you know, so you can't identify. All of these have been fictionalized things. None of these revert back to, new. you know, mm-hmm. the whatever disclaimer you get in NCIS or whatever. Um, but the truth is, yeah, no, there's a lot of me infused in everything I do, even when it's like so muted or buttoned down, like Mm -hmm. I'm there in creative work. I don't know if you can really prevent that. I think Mm. when you're applying yourself in your passions, it's going to come out in one way or another. I, I think in other, um, industries, it, it might not be the same. I mean, math is math. Accounting is accounting. Although I think that you can still, differentiate in in pretty much any industry or, or any any work that you do but I think in the creative space for sure it's going to come out it has to come out like your personality and the way that you set things up the way that Jared does things you can tell it's got Jared's touch on it the way that Teresa does things it's got Teresa's touch on it the darkness the, tru- <laughs> the, 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 the dark forest denizen as we call her as self I mean it was that or dark forest queen and that didn't feel right no it didn't yeah i mean like when you're reading the uh the chronicle cards um if if you're like wow you know somebody just really wanted to stretch themselves and try to get all five of those words to start with the same letter yes i'm crazy and uh, (laughs) alliteration and um yes so you will see my mine and uh justin's um 
cerebral patterns all throughout all of the Chronicle cards and stories in the way that we would react and respond to things and our own brand of weird humor and that be an easy way to experience those. You know, it'd be fun. Uh, a quiz on the Orange Nebula site that's like, who made this? And and it's got like, you know, a card or a podcast or the, and it's like, you know, who was the who was the <laughs> biggest voice in this project? And they pick which one of the Orange Nebula crew it was. We, we kind of do that already with the overheards at Orange mm, Nebula. That's true. And like n- very few people get those right. Yeah, everyone says the craziest stuff around here. There is no ability to predict anything that will come out of anyone's mouth at any moment. That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. And yeah, we have ramifications. I do wonder how much, as I'm thinking about it, how much of of my best parts of my life or my worst parts of my life maybe are fit into the work that I do, whereas kind of the normal middle is not there like Mm. there are a lot of times where I'm feeling like the most successful in my work where I'm driving and I've had a pizza box in my car for four days and you know and I I I look around and I'm like what is this filth that I am in and like (laughs) that it's snacks (laughs) (laughs) rule three (laughs) I'm just like I'm you know that I keep out of my work a bit, you know, like that normal kind of those those things about me that I don't know, maybe aren't polished. They don't get our attention, though, yeah. right? So like if you're if you're on your highs, you're focused on how can I create more of this in my life, right? How can I constantly be like, I want this. And when you're in your lows, you're like, how do I get the hell out of this? How, what do I how learn do I, from this? Ru- yeah. How do and I grow? In the middle times, you're thinking about the thing you just came out of or the thing you're heading into, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so I don't think we really take time to take note of the mundane progress that we make, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So maybe your bard songs could include like, you know, day in the life of Lacey's car. And I could just play that as (laughs) I... Yeah, yeah. From the perspective of like a single crumb, like starting (laughs) its life in the packaging, falling down... Onto your lap, onto the floor, Cascading watching your children grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning like slow strings. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, like, yes, the strings. F- yeah. It's Chris yeah, the Forgotten great. Crumb. That's Chris the Crumb. All right. Everybody watch out. Chris the Crumb's going to top the charts. All right. Let's go ahead and move into our main topic for today. So um, the title we've given this is The Lottery Lie. Okay, so what do we mean by this? The lottery lie is basically the idea that why should we even try to create something if uh, only one in a million things actually become successful and becomes great? Okay, so uh, how do we feel about the lottery lie overall? Um, how, How does it affect our work? Uh, do we believe the lottery lie? Is it actually a lie? Let's let's dive into this a little bit. So, um. Teresa, are you intimidated by one in a million chances? Yeah. I mean, automatically, because I mean, shoot, most Americans deal with the imposter syndrome from the get go. And then you throw in, well, only one in so many million are going to get this. It's like, well, that's not me. I'm not going to do that because I don't have X, Y, and Z. And I spend all the time counting the negatives, the things I don't have. I don't take into account the full audit of things I do possess. I don't think, oh, I've got 
these things going for me. I can do this and I don't have to achieve this level of greatness. I can achieve mediocre grandiosity and kind of get 1% better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I was at rehearsal uh, two days ago and uh, somebody was talking about, you know, how they started as just a, a singer and an actor and that, you know, these people found them and were like, you need to learn how to dance so you can be, you know, come in triple threat. And I was like, triple threat? I'm a, I'm a mild threat for sure. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's, you're absolutely right. It is totally fine to be exactly where you are. And it is absolutely possible to find opportunities. You know, the... The lottery lie of like, oh, that one in a million door only opens one time. But the reality is that doors are opening and just exist all around you all the time. And that those open doors you can walk through, but there are doors that you can you know, actively open, that there are things that you can do to make them open. And also there's another thing to be said for the preparation to prepare that... Mm. Um, yes, one in a million things becomes a household name, but millions of people are able to make a living doing that thing because they, you know, put in the work in the meantime, and they prepared themselves for when a door of any size could open, and they had the necessary skills and preparation done ahead of time. Mm. I love vis that visual of thinking of it like there's all these doors and which how what are the sizes of the doors and what do you need to have prepared to open and walk through those doors. Yes. Um, that's a really neat visual. I think a big part of this is like what are you actually striving for, right? Because what is what are we winning when we win this lottery? Um, what do people mean by this? What are we striving for? It, is it a lottery? I, th mm -hmm. I think what we're talking about is how we view ourselves and our work. And I think when when you set a comparison up between this one in a million ascension level with what you're doing, <clears throat> you're comparing yourself to other people. It has nothing to do with your work, your passion, your creativity. Um, and it has a lot to do with what do I think I, I'm capable of? Well, if you're doing this out of passion for what you're doing and you want to share that there is no comparison i don't mm -hmm. think it becomes a lottery um i think fear of whatever is usually behind you know the apprehension that you might have about starting a business or releasing a product or writing a book or whatever it might be i know i was there for a really long time in, in my creative career um and, and I think over time, you do start to lose confidence. You start to say, okay, well, I operate at this level, and it's been this way for 15 years, right? Like, what makes me think that I have a shot to be up here where all these other people are? But that's kind of the thing. It's like where these other people are, yes, right? Yes, up. And the, and the, and the, yeah, up and where other people are. Mm -hmm. And that's really not... I think for me, the way that I need to be thinking about it, right? Where do I need to be? How can I be the only me? How can I? And then what you find is confidence comes with execution, right? So hesitation doesn't bring you anything. Um, you know, sitting around sulking about, you know, how you don't have the resources or you don't have the time, you know, those things start to become excuses. And they have for me in the past. And only when you kind of get to the point where you're like, I just don't care about those things anymore. I have to do this because it's in me. Then I think the lottery lie just kind of vanishes, right? Like it's not about measuring your success. It's about doing what you love and you don't have to like measure how good that is. 
It's just what you're doing. And, and, and another way to reframe it is that doing what, you're, what you love is winning the lottery. Mm. that yes that you know oftentimes it's like oh one in a million chance of succeeding but what does succeeding look like because if succeeding to you looks like doing something that makes you not want to kill yourself and makes you happy and fills you with joy that is 100 percent a possibility and you absolutely can attain that and it does not require one in a million chance for you to be doing something that makes you feel like you're contributing to the universe yeah and i i think you can start small you could do something small. Like if you are experiencing any type of hesitation or concern about whether or not you should start that business or you should do this creative work because of what other people are doing. Um, and maybe it's not even about that. Maybe you're just like, look, I have a really good job right now. If I leave that job to go try this and I don't know if it's going to work, I'm not going to be, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills that's something to grapple with but i think if you don't push against that you will never know and you will never overcome that challenge and you will lose the lottery right so bet on yourself is the way i i think about it well and i mean there's also if you're talking about like a passion project or some bit of creativity there's a weird motivational poster that i know about because of karate and it just says a black belt is a white belt who never stopped coming Mm. And that's all yeah. that it is. I mean, nice. that that's it. It's, you want to be a creative person. You want to knock out stuff. Just don't stop showing up. Just don't stop trying. Exactly right. I mean, I've talked about this many times before, the, the vindication story, the story with Orange Nebula. I basically took two jobs, right? I was doing my full-time job and was burnt out and not really feeling great about my life. And I decided I could not quit my job because it was my company. And I had people that, you know, I, I had to, you know, care for and, and, and kids and stuff like that. But I had this passion inside of me and I just found the extra gear, you know, and for years, for like four years, just basically worked a lot of hours to get it to, to get to the point where I didn't have to have that conversation with myself anymore. Is it worth it? Oh, it's absolutely worth it. Now that you're you know, a few years after having a passion project that you poured into and sacrificed for a long time, does it feel worth it in you? To totally. And I, and I think when you talk to successful people, even, even just people who have found themselves in a, in a greater place of physical fitness, right? Dieting and exercise, they suck, right? They're horrible for the first X amount of time. And you always ask them, you know, now that you have more energy, now that you've lost the weight, now that you eat better, now that you feel better, was it worth it? I mean, of course it's worth it. The problem is getting through the dip. It's it's what it's the story you tell yourself when it's hard. <laughs> Lacey's perpetual problem is getting through the dip. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard when you said it because all I've been thinking about now is like my snack fitness. And I'm like, so... You know, if I could do anything that I wanted and have a perfect life, could I be a snack reviewer? I'm like imagining what that door would look like in this Whoa. in this room of a million doors. And I'm like, snack fitness. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> see, you say that and I'm like, what are you attaching a piece of pizza to a barbell? Maybe. I don't. It's it's more like um like uh, working out your snacking. Or muscles. she rates how fit the snacks are. Like she oh, tries the snack and she goes, oh, this, this snack fit. has a twelve pack. 
Like <laughs> the snacks, deltoids are off the charts. Check out the calves on this one. Yeah, he's crackers. Today we're getting through the dips. You know, yeah, it's we're talking just, about pairings today. It's just yes. that's all I can think about. Thank you for hearing my <laughs> laughter to his dip comment <laughs> and knowing where I was going. No problem. Anytime. I'm always ready. So something that I often fight with people uh, about is the idea of is your project worth your effort if the only person who it touches is you? That's a very important question, I think. Depends um, on the project. Because a lot of people quit. Um, and I know my, for myself, I have done that too because I'm like, well, if nobody's really going to appreciate this, why am I doing it? But sometimes that's just professional growth. It's something that you do for yourself that nobody else is going to see so that you can get to the next level. And if you do that enough times, then, you know, there will be an appreciation there. I think you have to do stuff that's terrible and sucks in order to do stuff that's amazing. That's just showing up every time, right? Well, I mean, I would say what's your motivation for starting the project to begin with? I mean, if you have a hobby and you are an amateur... The word amateur comes from to love. You're doing something mm. for the love of. Right. So if, if your goal is to be professional, being an amateur is not where you want to be, keep going. But if you're, if you're there just to love doing it and it serves you, it feeds you, it helps you be more creative, do it for the love of it. And if you are doing it for the love of it and you make some stuff that, you know, isn't that good, that's okay. But and then you eventually get to the point where you're making stuff that you're actually proud of. Guess what? You literally have like a resume. You have a portfolio of things that you have made that you could help leverage your way into actually like a career in this thing. I read an article this morning of a guy walking through Goodwill, just doing his normal thing. And he saw a painting that seemed real familiar to him. He was looking at it and he was looking at it and he realized it was a painting he did four years ago and entered into a uh, art contest at a fair Mm. and sold it. And it was so shocking to him to come across this in an unexpected place. And it was just like, holy cow, look at Mm. that. He did it for the love of it and then came across it. It's like, how much has he grown since that painting? How much more has he done? To the point where he didn't even recognize his own work. Where it was just like, what? Who is? What is that? I had that experience recently. I was working with a new client, and we were trying. We're getting ready to do a video, um, and I was looking back at all of their old content, and I found one of their videos on YouTube, and I started listening to it, and I was like, I heard my voice narrating the video, <laughs> and I, I like heard this voice. And I was like, oh, that's. That's interesting. This is a really good video. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and just, fa- you know, happened upon my, I didn't remember that I had done that project like four or five years before. And, and just to hear my own voice on a project that I had put just the tiniest bit of effort to, it was quite rewarding just to run into my own, my own content. Is that because I... No, but do, do, you, <laughs> do you see it and do you go, oh my gosh, I've improved. Look at that. Or are you just like solid? Always been, always is the best, Lacey. (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Your humility is your greatest virtue. Thank you. I know. (laughs) One of the, I think, to to switch from that, one of the hardest places to be, I think, when we're talking about something like this is people who have, who are maybe in midlife, 
who feel that they have not made the right choices and they want to change their path and they want to they want to get on the right path and they feel like they've lost momentum they've lost a lot of years they they and they don't have time to get 10 years of experience in the thing that they want to do um I still believe in there's all kinds of data out there about persistence is almost all of it, right? It's just doing it. And the more you do it, the better you get at it, just like anything else. And you don't have to have all the talent in the world. You don't have to have gifts and abilities. You can just learn and you will ascend pretty high. Um, and I think, I think the passion does have to drive it. I think, I think the measurement that we take against other people again is what that lottery is. Well, to get here, well, what is here, right? Maybe it should just be the here for you because yesterday you were here and maybe you're here now. That's awesome. You won. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to reframe that a tiny bit because what Mark is doing is he's showing kind of levels with his hands and here is above. And I want to challenge that here is here. It's, it's in, it's in, it feels like to me, the only thing that really is success is alignment is like if there's something inside you that you're called to do and you can snap into action and be in alignment with what you're, what is actually calling to you, that's the here that is actually satisfying. So, so let me, let's, let's break this apart then for a second. Let's, so what if my thing is I want to touch a lot of people and have them be moved by what I'm doing? Okay. Right? So this goes almost against what I was saying earlier. Like this is no longer a personal thing. Like my goal is to touch thousands of people and in, in whatever way that would be and move them from one state to a better state. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So how do you now, how do I convince myself that I can do that? by moving yourself from one state to another state. You can't give to other people what you haven't done for yourself. And so that's why I always want to bring it back to like the project is valuable if it heals you. The project is you. And what you always push me then is, okay, then share it. Mm -hmm. Once you've gotten it, share it. And I think that's kind of why our two thought processes work well together because I think it's really about what happens inside you first but then you know if you want it to have an impact then you have to share it and you have to share it intentionally and strategically um yeah and it's mindset you're right it's what you feel but it's also what you think mm-hmm. and you can train yourself to think a certain way i'm not sure it's as easy to train yourself how to feel um but you can at least l- listen to how you feel and be really good at translating what those feelings mean and how you should uh, act because of those feelings. And I guess part of my point is sometimes it's just not going to feel good and your, and your mental process can push you through those times on the sixth pepperoni stick. I'm like, you can do this, Lacey. <laughs> you can put, you can put it down. You Lacey, can stop Lacey, eating. You don't need to, you don't need to. Honey, you train for this. <laughs> No, but I think, I think honestly, one thing that I hear us saying, and I think it's really good to call this out, okay. is that we're talking about intrinsic motivation. Mm. We're talking about doing it and starting with, you know, influencing ourselves and influencing others. What I don't hear is us saying and actively pushing away from, I need to hit this level of success as a metric to be held, you know, better or equal right. to peers. 
And I feel like there's so many stories. Like I'm reading a book right now, uh, Radical Candor, where the author talks about how um, she's leading a team and she sees she sees this one guy really want this promotion for a different for a regional role. She doesn't think he has the, the chops for it. And so she he pesters her and pesters her. She promotes him to it. He fails. He he was trying to go for something he wasn't prepared for because he had the wrong motivation. Hmm. This is it's interesting. This is a pervasive thing. I've noticed this in our communities and you know in, in the social space, which I I'm not a big fan of the social space in general. But it's not a big fan of you either. But it's fine. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I just not there anything. Are, I, I had to. There are so many people. Yeah, that's okay. I you know I love you. The lottery lie. Um, <laughs> it is. This is a this is a real issue for a lot of people, and I don't want to make light of it. Like here, we have a mindset at Orange and Everybody. Like we share this mindset. Like we're going to do this, right? And I think a lot of people just view that as enthusiasm, and they think, "Gosh, well, I'm glad you guys are really positive." No, we bleed right like determination this is absolutely almost survival mode and it has been survival mode for me for many years in my life um and i i feel i feel like i've you know like a frontiersman that's just i don't know it's been it's been not easy to get where we are and it's not going to be easy to get where we're going but we're going there right and i think just holding on to that mindset is a lot of the work right just like, I'm going to do this. It doesn't matter. You're going to have to kill me to get me to stop is kind of how you get through. And I don't want to make light of people's fears. And, you know, there's all kinds of challenges that people have that prevent them from doing certain things. But I just don't see those as barriers that are significant. They are hurdles. But that's all they are. They're just problems, right? Every problem can be solved. And so I just get really excited when we have these conversations not because we've arrived anywhere. We're, we're not anywhere near where we're going to be, but the journey is the essence of it. And I think that's maybe what you were touching on. It's not even that you have to arrive here. The essence of, of life and your creative path is in the journey and the things that you learn through the pain, through the, the swerving and the adapting. And, you know, it makes you smarter and it makes you stronger. And that, if you can't tell, makes me come alive. Mm-hmm. This makes me happy. Makes me happy as well. I think that people realizing that they have within them the capacity to do what they want, that the 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 person that they know within themselves to be can be be. Preach. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think that was a really good reflection overall on that topic. I uh, am happy, which means at the point that I'm happy, we're able to wrap up. Everybody else happy or anything else to share? I'm happy. Okay. I'm satiated. I'm not not crazy with happy. Are you? Let's just things are uh, things are all right. Are you happy, Mark? Anything else to add? I'm happy on the inside. Okay. Good. Maybe not on the outside. Snack time. All right. Well, thank you three so much for your time on the couch with me. I, I love getting to spend this time together. Um, thank you for those of you who are listening or watching. We're grateful to have you here. Um, if you like this conversation, you want to share it with a friend. If you have a friend, do you have a friend? We'll be your friend. Anybody got any friends? Send them this episode. You do now. 
you can subscribe to this to make sure that you see all our new episodes coming out. Rate and review, uh, but only if you liked it. If you didn't like it, please don't. Um, and if you can't say anything nice, don't, don't say, say anything, anything at all. all. If they didn't like it, they did not make it to this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) Stay inspired. We will talk to you very soon. Bye. Goodbye. See you later. See you later. But imagine that voice coming from your closet at night. (laughs) 